Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Actively Unwoke podcast. This is going to be a series of recordings that I do dedicated to fighting back against woke insanity in your life. My name is Carlin Borisenko. I'm the author of the book, Actively Unwoke, and I'm hoping really to do just a series of podcasts with thoughts and pontifications I have about what it's like on a practical level to fight back against this woke insanity that is taken over our schools, taken over our universities, the media, the government, corporate America, even even religion at this point is being taken over by the woke. And what I've been doing for the last two and a half years of my life is trying to figure out highly practical, highly actionable things that every single person can do in order to fight back, I have a book coming out on May 10th, 2022 called Actively Unwoke, The Ultimate Guide for Fighting Back Against Woke Insanity in Your Life. And I'm hoping that this podcast is really going to be a nice supplement to the book. You know, I cover a lot of information in the book. I break down the woke ideology in plain English. I give you case studies on real people out in the real world who have fought back against woke insanity. I tell you what to do if you're canceled. I give you tips on self-care when you're fighting back against the woke. And so I'm really hoping this podcast is going to be a supplement to that in in terms of me being able to offer additional strategies that I've thought about since I wrote the book, me being able to uh, add additional pontifications and, and ruminations on what it's like to be in the position of fighting back against this woke insanity, because it's it's, to be honest, it's a little weird. It really is. You kind of feel like you are constantly in this Orwellian reality that couldn't possibly be real, but it is. That is the reality in which we live in today. And so if you'd like to subscribe and uh, go on this journey with me, that would be great. This is the first episode of this podcast. And I thought we would begin by me, frankly, reading the introduction to my book. And the reason I wanted to read the introduction to the book is not to be a blatant shill for my book, although it would be nice if you pre-ordered it if you're listening to this before May 10th, but certainly order the hardcover, the audio version, or the Kindle version after May 10th, because that's when it's coming out in 2022. But I want to read the introduction to my book because I really do think that it is a foundational idea that is required. For anyone who joins this fight, for anyone who is in this for real, one of the things that you are going to encounter almost immediately upon speaking up against this woke insanity is you're going to be called a racist. You're going to be called a white supremacist. You're going to be called a Nazi. You are going to be called every manner of horrible name. And one of the tactics that I have consistently seen be, uh, quite frankly, really effective in terms of of preventing people from speaking up and preventing people from fighting back is that they are afraid of being called a name. Here's what you need to hear. Names have no power over you unless you allow them to have power over you. And so when I wrote my book, Actively Unwoke, I wanted the very first part of the book that people read to be an an introduction to this idea that just because someone calls you a name, just because someone calls you a racist, That doesn't mean you're a racist and you have to be responsible for whether or not you're buying into that idea. And if you get up every day and you base your actions and your values and your view of the world on what other people say about you, you're not going to be very effective in this fight. 
we need to inoculate ourselves from the impact that these words have. I have been called a racist almost every single day of my life for the past two and a half years. And I'm anything but. I know that I don't judge people based on the color of their skin. I know that I don't think that people are more capable of success based on the color of their skin. I know that I don't live in a white supremacist society. I know that none of these things are true every single time they're said about me. And because I've been able to inoculate myself to this term, that makes it much easier to fight back. And you need to do exactly the same thing. Because the reason that they call you a racist and a Nazi and a phobe of any sort, a homophobe, a transphobe, any of these things, the reason they call you these names is to get you to shut up. That's the purpose. The purpose is to scare you into silence. Because the best way that we have to fight back against this woke insanity is simply by expressing ourselves, is simply by speaking up and saying, no, I do not agree with you, and here is why I do not agree with you. But that speaking up comes at a cost, and the cost you are going to pay is that you are going to be called names. And you're going to be called names until enough people learn that those names have no power over you. And those names are meaningless, and those names are groundless, and the only reason they call you these names in the first place is to get you to shut your mouth so they can have power over you and they can control you. Because that's really what it's about. Critical race theory is not about race, it is about power. Everything these people do is about gaining and maintaining political power. And so in order to fight back effectively against them, the very first thing that every single person needs to know is that you are not a racist. So let's dig in. I'm going to read you the introduction to Actively Unwoke, and it is titled, You Are Not a Racist. The most important thing that you need to understand about the woke in this country is that, for their leaders... Everything is about power. Everything. And the easiest way to gain power over another human being is to scare them into silence. On the woke political left, they do this by calling everyone who disagrees with them a racist. That is the easiest way to gain power and control over another human being in our current reality. Think about it. Racist is the very worst thing you can be called in our society. It is virtually irredeemable. Instantly, your friends and family look at you differently, wondering if it's really true. Your employer may reconsider if you deserve a job. You may lose your banking privileges, your credit card providers may cut you off, and you could be canceled, banned, or censored on the largest social media sites in the world. The places that have literally become the modern town square. They take your voice away, both figuratively and literally. All of these outcomes and more have happened simply by someone on the left declaring that a person they wanted power over was a racist, and most of the time, no evidence of actual racism is required. In fact, if you deny your racism once you've been accused, people like Robin D'Angelo, 
author of the New York Times bestseller, White Fragility, will tell you that your denial is proof of your racism. The more you deny the charge, the more proof they have of your obvious guilt. This tactic by the left is nothing new. Sure, there was a sharp uptick in the accusation of racism under Donald Trump's presidency, but it was far from the first time the woke left played the race card. Though some have pegged this phenomenon starting much earlier, it can minimally be traced back to the 1970s with the publication of Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. Coincidentally, that's when white voters in the South were exiting the Democratic Party to join the GOP in disproportionately high rates after decades of historic support. What better way to rationalize the loss of these critical voters than to play the race card? After all, they're white. They're from the South. They must be racist. And the more this demographic supported the Republican Party, the more racist the party was portrayed by the woke left desperate to retain power. Ronald Reagan was called a racist for championing welfare reform and for his war on drugs, though when Joe Biden joined the war on drugs and expanded the criminal penalties for convictions, the D next to his name was enough to help him avoid the racism charge. George H.W. Bush was called a racist for the Willie Horton ad his campaign ran in an effort to depict him as a law and order candidate, while opponent Michael Dukakis was letting convicted murderers out for weekend furloughs. Willie Horton received one of those furloughs and used it to escape and commit more crimes. Bush was deemed racist for pointing that out. George W. Bush had a plethora of racism charges made against him, including that he was racist for the administration's slow response to Hurricane Katrina, for waiting to invest more in border security, or excuse me, for wanting to invest more in border security, and for pushing immigration reform. John McCain, a hero on the left today, got called a racist when he was running against Barack Obama. The New York Times accused him of racially tinged attacks. Civil rights icon John Lewis charged that McCain was sowing the seeds of hatred and division. Teen Vogue asserted that McCain was patently Islamophobic. CNN anchor Don Lemon tweeted, The question is, do you think the McCain campaign is creating a political environment that is inciting hate and hate speech? Even Mitt Romney, another current golden boy on the left since he voted to remove Donald Trump from office in his impeachment trial, was accused of racism once upon a time. And he was accused of it by none other than Joe Biden, who told a majority black audience that Romney wanted to put y'all back in chains at a campaign stop in Virginia during the 2012 presidential campaign. When Romney pushed back on the remark, the New York Times declared that denial was proof of his racism, paving the way for D'Angelo's work just a few years later. And of course, Donald Trump was declared the most racist of them all, mostly for quotes that were taken completely out of context. The most infamous is the Very Fine People hoax the moment Joe Biden credits with inspiring him to run for the presidency. What you've probably heard is that Trump called white supremacists and neo-Nazis in Charlottesville very fine people. Put the quote in context, however, and you immediately discover that he also said the following. I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and white nationalists. That should be condemned totally. You had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists. 
the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. But the corporate media left that last part out, played the first part of the statement on endless loop, and spent the next four years declaring that Donald Trump had never condemned white supremacy. So congratulations. If you have ever been called a racist in your life by someone on the woke left and have ever been afraid of having that label hurled at you, you are in good company. Literally every major Republican politician and their supporters for the last 40 years have been called racist. There is always a rationalization the left and their propaganda arm, the corporate mainstream media, can sell to their viewers. The charge once levied is inescapable until you bend the knee. Notice that McCain and Romney both returned to good graces by the left and the media when they began opposing Donald Trump. Now, you might not be a Republican, and that's okay. I'm not one either. The point is to understand the game at play, one that uses language as one of its most powerful tactics. This was a game invented by people who are only interested in silencing their opponents so that power is easier to obtain and hold onto. We need heroes who are willing to fight back despite the odds, heroes who are willing to stand up and have their voices heard even when it may come at a personal cost, heroes who are willing to take on this fight, not because it is easy, but because it is hard. In order to effectively defend against what the woke left is doing to this country, you have to know emphatically that the label of racist does not apply to you, or else you will forever be stunted and at their mercy. You are not a racist. Now listen, I can't guarantee that a rogue member of the KKK, an actual neo-Nazi or white identitarian, didn't get their hands on a copy of this book. But the reality is that there's not as much racism in this country as the woke left would have you believe. Does it exist? Yes. And we'll talk about that later. But is 50% of the country racist purely because they didn't vote for a Democrat for president? No. If you believe that any one group of people is truly superior to all others based on nothing more than the color of their skin, you've got some soul searching to do. And let's be honest, probably some therapy as well. Same goes for anyone who might believe that a white ethno state is a good idea or that the woke left is only out to elicit a white genocide. These are fear-mongering tactics on the right that do not help us fight the larger cultural battle at play. But if your only crime is believing that America is a pretty great place to live, that it is a land of opportunity, and that our liberties and freedoms are important to protect for everyone, then I need you to look in the mirror and repeat after me. You are not a racist. It is not racist to believe that freedom of speech should be absolute. It is not racist to want to practice your religion or spirituality. It is not racist to believe in small government. It is not racist to disagree with a non-white person. It is not racist to oppose universal health care. It is not racist to believe that taxation is theft. It is not racist to oppose the COVID lockdowns, mandatory vaccinations, or vaccine passports. It is not racist to believe that individuals can achieve whatever they put their mind to, regardless of the color of their skin. It is not racist to believe that America is the best, freest country in the history of the world. It is not racist to believe children should be taught in schools how lucky they are to live here. 
It is not racist to push back on any charge of racism levied against you purely because of who you support politically. And denying you are a racist is not proof of your racism. No matter what Robin D'Angelo, Ibram X. Kendi, or the New York Times wants to sell you. You are not a racist. Those should be statements of obvious fact. But sadly, things have gotten so out of control on the woke left that they have literally changed the dictionary definition of racism in order to accommodate their new standard. After George Floyd's death and the anti-racist protest and riots swept the nation, recent college graduate Kennedy Mitchum suggested to Merriam-Webster that they update their definition of racism. And they bent the knee, revising their definition to include the systemic opposition of a racial group to the social, economic, and political advantage of another. It is this definition that the woke left uses to define anyone who disagrees with their agenda as a racist. We'll discuss more later about the why the whole idea of systemic racism is nonsense. But for right now, here is all you need to know. You are not a racist. The woke left has been quietly and covertly fighting this battle for decades. Today, they control the most powerful forces in the country. The schools, the university, the government, the media. We have now reached a point where they literally begin teaching our children how to be little woke activists as early as elementary school and reinforce those lessons through middle school, high school, and college. Once they're out of school, they get those ideas reinforced every single day by CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, The Washington Post, and almost every other major media outlet in existence that calls all of their detractors, even the non-white ones, racist. You are not a racist. You won't even escape this ideology in the workplace. I'm an organizational psychologist by trade, someone who has traveled the country doing trainings on how to be an effective manager and teaching mindfulness strategies in the workplace prior to the pandemic. After George Floyd's death, woke training took over my industry. It was near impossible to sell trainings that were not overly anti-racist in their nature, a code word for teaching people they're racist if they disagree. It used to be that people assumed the kids would graduate from college and get forced into the real world when they got a real job. Now these organizations coddle their young employees, even paying tens of thousands of dollars per day to bring woke trainers in to reinforce this ideology. If you think everyone around you is going crazy, you are not alone. You are not a racist. Critical race theory, the ideology of the woke that we will be focusing on this book, isn't really about race. It's not about creating a more fair or equal or just society. It is only about power. They utilize it because focusing on race is both the easiest way to keep people fighting each other and the easiest way to keep people submissive to the mob. If you're focused on each other, that means you aren't looking at where the real enemy is. Those who profit off of keeping the divisions going. In fact, this ideology has created a lot of useful idiots who are just as toxic to the people they label as oppressed as it is for the oppressors, teaching them they will forever be defined by the color of their skin and that the world will always work against them. Some argue that the woke ideology is anti-white. This is a terribly short-sighted view 
that fails to acknowledge that the ideology is anti-everyone. It loves white people who agree with it. It hates white people who disagree with it. This ideology teaches that black people are incapable of hard work, telling time, or getting a driver's license without the help of liberal white saviors to lift them up. These ideas are inherently racist, and they are trying to gaslight you into believing that you are a racist merely as projection of their own unmanaged baggage. You are not a racist. In order to become actively unwoke, you must get over any fear you have of being called a racist, knowing that the accusation itself says more about the person making it than it does about you. No matter what anyone says or what they try to convince you of, you have to believe with every fiber of your being that what they are saying is absolute bunk. Do not let them trick you. Stand your ground knowing that you are doing the right thing. When you stop being afraid of being called a racist, you take their power away from them. When enough people take their power away, that's when we can start to fix the damage they have done. You are not a racist. Do you get it yet? You are not a racist. You're about to join the battle for our whole way of life, for the beacon of hope that the United States has been for the world for the last 250 years. This fight isn't about Democrat or Republican. It's not about liberal values or conservative values. It's about American values. Are you ready? Okay. Now we can get to work. Well, guys, that was the introduction to Actively Unwoke. I hope you enjoyed it. I plan to post regular updates to this podcast, just pontifications of different ideas I have about fighting back against the woke. Sometimes it's easier to talk that stuff out than it is to write a book or a blog post or a tweet or any of those things. So if you enjoyed the introduction, I hope you will consider subscribing to the podcast and following along this journey. I also hope you will consider ordering a copy of my book, Actively Unwoke. You can find all the places that you can order it from on activelyunwoke.com. You can also head over to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, your local bookseller, Simon & Schuster. Whatever works best for you, it is an audio it is in Kindle, and it is in hardcover at the moment. And, you know, I, I hope you get a copy of it, and I hope you love it. But for right now, I'm going to bid you adieu. We'll see you next time. Take care, and have a great rest of your day.